Are you a sheep? No. You're a dragon. Be a dragon. This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls don't play, girls games. Don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into their prime to be the role models, dreams and voices. Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Caring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, my name is Monica and with me today is my lovely, glorious, amazing, full of ideas, a bit, I don't know if she's tired, but she's my glorious co-host, Amanda. Hi, Amanda. I just made you tired. I'm sorry if that's true. <laughs> Hi, Monica. I mean, it is true, but that's not like what's really going on. But yeah, it's totally true. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? Um, I'm okay. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda. It's all right. Been better times, but it's all right. There's been better times. There's been worse times. That and... is true. There yeah. has always been worse times. Mm, that is for sure. I think I, I would like to maybe blame my crazy emotions today on Mercury Retrograde, which started today. Yeah, let's just blame Mercury Retrograde. We haven't blamed Mercury Retrograde for what? Four months? Now what? Three months? I don't know how long. I don't know. Yeah, a while. <laughs> I don't know how long it's not retrograding, but let's just blame Mercury Retrograde for it. Yes, I think that's fair. And the weather. We can always blame the weather. True. It's been raining, but it's now sunny, so, you know. Damn it. So we can't blame the Northern Irish weather. It was actually not too bad over here, so I maybe can't even blame the weather. It's terrible. We had our second storm. First storm was last weekend, Storm Ooh. Kira. And we just have Storm Dennis passing through now, so a little bit of showers today, but it's not too bad. So you have male names for your weather situations? Really? They alternate. They go female, male, female, male, and they work their way through the alphabet. It's the same oh. way, same system they use to name hurricanes. I've never, I don't recall a male hurricane. Yeah. The lethal ones always seem to be the women. Well, I mean, that could be saying something. It could be. <laughs> so what have you been doing on the weekend? This weekend was pretty geeky, actually. Um, played some Dragon Pirate Studio games. Nice. And then had a social zoom call with our business peeps that you didn't come to sad face sorry and here and then i just played a lot of elder scrolls online a lot of elder scrolls online that sounds great i even was streaming yesterday on sunday uh, totally unannounced well i announced it like two hours before did some sunday morning streaming sessions might become a thing might not but it might i wanted to yeah I just heard about it on Monday, so I couldn't be there because I had no idea. <laughs> oh. But next time, next Sunday. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. What about you? What's up? What's new? We have been painting our kitchen cabinets on the weekend. That was basically all I did besides watching way more Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> because that's my go-to comfort series. Yeah, I feel you. 
which is interesting because when it started, it was early 2000s. It's pretty hilarious because on the one hand, at the first few seasons, they still used regular telephones with cables. Oh, wow. <laughs> which was so funny. I was like, look at that. They still had like un stuff and was interesting and also all the paper charts and you could see how they write everything down on their notebook and shit and I was like wow that's so old already that that you notice it in the series and I recalled why I got a lot of mu where I got a lot of music from because so much music that I listen to mm. is from this series And it brought me right back into the early 2000s somehow. <laughs> Weird. Wow, is that how old it is? I remember my um, my partner in like 2005 and six. she was really into Grey's Anatomy. It's, um, and seven, too. I don't know, like those years, somewhere around those years. The 16th season already, so 16 years. Okay, so 2004, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I would have watched like some episodes around... Yeah like the beginning time uh, i can't and then they have these split seasons too so i'm not sure how it works but i guess it will have started 2004 2003 mm. around that time maybe yeah pretty a long time it's a long time <laughs> yeah lots of i mean medicine has advanced so much over those years like over the last 16 years so it's actually like it's really good that the tv show is keeping up and like kind of portraying all the advances i mean i don't i can't say that i can see that so much in the series because it's all ridiculously advanced i don't know if that's very accurate with proper medicine what i see though is that they do because also ellen pompeo the one who is actually married with gray she's very outspoken about a lot of problems in our society And you can totally see that mirrored in the series in the last few seasons way more. Like they had the topic where, I don't know, they had this Mexican girl and they, she had to, they had no insurance and how, and he earned his, her father earned too much money. And so that stuff comes on and the mother was they were separated from their mom and shit like shit that's going on in the US they totally used that and they they work through that also in the series which is really mm -hmm. interesting to see and I, if that that feels more the older the series gets and I think the more I guess Ellen Pompeo says we need to speak about this because she's also one of those who is like I fucking am the face of this fucking series. You better pay me what I'm worth and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. I guess she also gets more say the longer she's part of it. And she Yeah, makes, I would say so. And, and I mean, Shonda Rhimes, who does the series, is also, I think, very out, very has a lot to say in general. Also yeah. about females in the film industry and about politics and social... In, justice and stuff like that so yeah it's interesting it's to watch yeah i like it i always liked it mm -hmm. maybe one day i'll try to watch it but 16 seasons is a lot to get caught up on that is true <laughs> with no end in sight so far so who knows Gosh. how long they will go i know we'll find out <laughs> we'll find out we'll find out so basically this week we're gonna go a bit deeper into geek them sounds like sounds wrong i think we're gonna open our hearts a little bit and 
maybe get a little personal and vulnerable and vulnerable. Maybe, you know, maybe this will be the second episode I ever cry on. Because Robin Hope wasn't Rose the first one. It's, I'm glad that Robin Hope was your first. <laughs> that seems <laughs> <Me> so <too. laughs> seems so appropriate. It does. Since I cried so much through the whole book. So <laughs> <laughs> obviously I had to cry talking about them. <laughs> Yeah, we thought it's uh, since we both are not flying high right now, we thought we'd talk a bit about how geekdom helps us through phases like times. this. Yeah, the hard yeah. times. Where it's not always rainbow and unicorns. No. And I think the most important thing is to... Like, these feelings, they happen. You get down days and you're like it, you can accept them and acknowledge them and it's okay. I know I'm really guilty of pushing like bad feelings away and being like, no, I'm not looking at this. I don't want to talk about it. Um, I, I don't, I, I didn't cry today. Like, and to be fair, it doesn't happen a lot, but when it does, like just, I'm, I'm learning to talk about it more. I mean, what you're saying is basically the story of my, like not even adult life, I think story of my life shoving shit down and not talking about it and not facing it because I can do this Ugh. pressure Ugh. pressure yeah <laughs> but also then life showed that that's just not working like no. you you can keep that up for so long and not acknowledging what you how you're feeling and what your feelings are and pretending that nothing is wrong and everything is fine you can keep that up for a certain amount of time, but if you keep doing that, it will just come crashing down on you eventually in your life. Because some things also happen in your life that then make you face stuff. So I guess we need to be more open with what we're going through when we're going through it. Because otherwise that's just holding on to that emotion when you don't talk about it. You just try to ignore it so hard. But it's like when you don't want to eat something and you think about how much you don't want to eat something, you want to eat it way more or you want to have something way more the more you try to not want it. And you don't, you can't let that emotion go when you pretend it's not there and nothing can bring me down. And rah. and all you do in that moment is just keep it holding on to it and not letting it go. Whereas if you would acknowledge that it's there, it's just you go through it and then releases itself. But that's something that we need to learn. Yeah, it doesn't always come easy. Oh, no, it's, it's also very uncomfortable. <sighs> yep. <laughs> but over the years, I've definitely used my geekiness as a way of not even just escaping like sadness or anger or like feelings that I didn't want to address, but a way to help me cope with them and understand. And like, especially if it was a game that I've played hundreds of times, like uh, Super Mario on the SNES, um, I could actually, and still do actually like kind of sort out my thoughts while I'm playing something that I don't actually need to think about all that much. Um, because I, I am very much a person, like, I think best when I'm doing something that lets that part of my brain think. This is actually, it's funny, this is something that Monica and I talk, talked about not too long ago, about um, the way that a person thinks, like, whether you have thoughts, like, actually a voice talking in your head, or if you just, like, 
think in terms of not that. <laughs> um, I and like she shared this YouTube video that just this guy was talking to someone who didn't have like these inner an inner monologue, and it blew his mind and it blew Monica's mind. And I was like, <laughs> I, I I get it. Like I only have an inner monologue if I really think hard about having an inner monologue. Like it doesn't come natural to me. It just it doesn't. It's not there constantly. And Monica's shaking her head at me because she's like, I still don't fucking get it. I still don't fucking get it. <laughs> um, so, like, when I'm, it's, I don't know if it's like a left-right brain kind of thing. Like, you know, those two sides of your analytical and creative brain or something. But, like, if I'm engaging one side of my brain, like, doing something monotonous or repetitive or something, it kind of unlocks the other side that lets me process it like that process whatever I'm going fascinating. through <laughs> yeah so hi psychology lessons today <laughs> I think that's so fascinating I had a lot of talks about that in a monologue situation and you told me that but you didn't like you told me that you don't have it you just have it when you force it to but I had not what we didn't talk about was that you use something else as the key to unlock the other side where it then helps you to process that's so interesting yeah like I mean if I I don't really think in words, but like I, I, if I'm thinking about something, like writing really helps me sort through my my thoughts and emotions as well. Um, because like as I'm writing, like people talk about free writing and writing just whatever comes to your mind and blah blah blah. And I'm like, that's what I always do. <laughs> like, why do you need to just un like what? I'm really confused. So that um, actually, this the whole conversation let me understand why people want to free write more because I'm just like, that's just writing to me. I don't get it. It's so um, fascinating to all the people that I talked, everyone who doesn't have this inner monologue, right? They use writing to process things. Like you said, you use, use writing to process things. And a few that I, others I talked to, they were like, now when I ask, how do you, how do you, think through things then think through it how does that work then a lot of them either wrote a diary or are bloggers or as you say you do you write or they 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 write other stories by themselves so so or as i mentioned diary already so it's i think what we what i do in my head as a constant blah 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 constantly in my brain in sentences and discussions and whatever People who don't do that use writing for it, and or I notice that they use writing for it way more than, and I just can't get myself to write. Even though when I go to therapy, she tells me I should write on it, and I'm like, yeah, sure, and then I'm super motivated, and then I'm like, well, then it never happens because I can't jump over that thing that because I it feels like I've already processed it or I've already thought so much about it even though I know that when I would write it down it's way clearer and way more structured and everything but it's just very difficult for me to write something down because I think I already have most of that stuff happening in my head and you guys you don't that's why yeah. it's so yeah. fucking fascinating I it's really it. really fascinating I find that like if it's not video games it's maybe something like coloring um, like people talk about like using coloring for mindfulness and I can use coloring to help process my thoughts because it activates a different part of my brain that actually allows the thinking and processing part to do its thing. Okay. And then that means that I don't have to write it down and sort them out that way. It's just like, I don't know why it, there's just like a, 
I don't know what it is. It's a bit strange. And it's even weird talking about it out loud because I'm like, huh, I do this. And I never thought about the fact that I do this. But actually, this is a very revealing conversation for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's also the reason why you say you use geeky things and whatever you enjoy to process stuff, where I'm like, I use all the things and binge all the shit to numb my head. Mm. Because obviously when I'm occupied with watching something, my brain does that still occasionally where I'm like, well, what did just happen like two minutes ago? But way less than if I would just be on my own. But it's less of a I'm watching it or I'm doing stuff or I'm playing a game to process it more to numb, more to get away from that constant talk in my head. Whereas you mentioned that you actually do that to deal with the shit, which is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Actually, now that I'm really thinking, I'm like, well, that explains why Like, I always go back to something like Donkey Kong or Super Mario, like on the SNES, like we're talking going back to the 90s, like games that I have literally played for over 20 years, just because that's where I know so well that I can just process something while I play. Huh. Counseling with Amanda and Monica. <laughs> <laughs> it just comes a full circle right now that in the monologue thing is way more prevalent in so many situations in life than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You hear a lot about people uh, or not people, but you hear a lot about video games getting such a bad rap because like they're bad for your mental health and playing too many games rots your eyes and eye strain <laughs> and like um, getting lost in a video game and like escapism is really bad because it it makes you not process things and like I don't know there's just there's there's so much negative stigma about how how many like how much people play video games but people play video games for so many reasons and it's not always an escape it's not always something that like people play video games for fun. I play yeah. video games for fun yeah. most of the time, unless <laughs> I talk about something to myself. <laughs> I first of all, I think the argument that it's mainly an escapism issue is also and blaming it on video games that people then want to escape things. People have always wanted to ex escape things, but they just have done different things for it in the mm -hmm. centuries and thousands of years that they've been on this planet. So, yes, previously they had they did, I don't know, read books until the cows came home. <laughs> just I still like do that. <laughs> yeah, but but they blame now they blame technology, they blame video games, they blame TV for things that people already did in some way or the other anyway. Like they they escaped their lives by drinking too much. So what's healthier now? I mean, obviously, <laughs> I'm not advocating for an addictive behavior or video gaming, but I think not every time it means that when someone is doing something at a, on a high rate that it's addicted, that, that the person is addicted at the same time. So it still could be that you just do it in a high rate, but you could stop the next day, for example. I think there are more sure. things to the addiction that, that than just doing stuff. A lot yeah i agree and i think that on the lines of like video games as escapism like you could say anything as escapism playing sports like playing football or, or rugby or any kind of violent sports like that if if you find yourself escaping from life to play that sport for example or 
going to the movies or like you say, reading a book or alcohol. Like there are so many things that you can actually get like escape your problems in that I you can't point a finger just at video games mm. as the problem. Um, like I'm sure back in the ancient eras, like gladiatorial combat could have been an escapism for some people. Um, chariot racing, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I'm in ancient Rome and I don't know why. And like, I'm just going with it. Okay. <laughs> why not? Prostitution. True. <laughs> you know, like there, people have wanted to escape from things forever. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes it might have been like an actual thing to do, literally escape from a dinosaur. Or a woolly mammoth, because I don't think people in dinosaurs lived together, but people I in would, woolly mammoths definitely I, I, did. I was just Sorry, I was, think, I was thinking of Ice Age. I, I was I was hanging out with Ice Age in my head. Which I can see. Were there dinosaurs in Ice Age? Yeah, when the ice melted and shit, right? Then with the yeah. dinosaurs, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen all of them, I don't think. Oh, they're so good. They're like one some of my favorite cartoons. Yeah. Like sometimes if my brain has something that it wants me to think about. And even if I'm reading a book, it'll just like go off and think about it while I'm reading. Like my eyes will be going on the page and my brain will be thinking something through. And then I'm like, huh, I didn't read the last four pages. And yeah. I have to like go back. And- that happens to me too. Yeah. <laughs> the brain goes on a rant, takes mm. takes some some other streets. And then you're like, what was I just reading? That had, I know that as well. Yeah. But then my brain constantly does some weird talky-talky stuff. <laughs> Mine doesn't. My brain just actually plays music all the time. I find like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's annoying. I was way more musical. Like, not musical. I sang in a choir when I was little. And I st- when I started to work at my first job, I also constantly sang with the radio. But then I had mm. a really bad heartbreak and then I st- stopped singing. Oh yeah, that was really sad. But also because I worked together with the per- with the person, and I was so so. I mean, it was really bad. <laughs> oh, that's so- Monica. I'm so sorry to hear that. Maybe oh. you need to start singing more to yourself. Well, Sing no. along to the car radio. Well, that 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 I do though because I don't I can't hear myself then. But I don't when I work. I usually while I worked, I sang to the songs in the radio. I don't do that anymore now. Hmm. I do sing well, in my because... car still. <laughs> you don't you don't sing along while you're working anywhere because you're too busy binging Grey's Anatomy on half your screen. Maybe, but <laughs> <laughs> but that's not the always truth. the case. That's not always the case. That is not always the case. I promise. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> lying right now. It is the case. Okay, I also go through that stuff like that in phases. So then I binge something hard, and then there is some quiet time in between until I find something new to binge. Mm. But and I, but going back to how people deal with things, and that video game is not always escapism. Also, something that Fist said in the episode that we had her on, where she, where she basically gained more confidence through gaming again and got herself out of the depression because those are the things she could accomplish when she was depressed where at least she killed that boss in wow for example yeah at least you started selling your herbs you you got you get two levels in a day like no there's definitely like i i think there's a lot of truth in that like when you can't do anything at least you can do something Mm. 
And also it gives you a great feeling of accomplishment sometimes. Like I recall when I played Breath of the Wild, there are a lot of quizzes in there. And the feeling of accomplishment when I solved my own quiz, which, spoiler alert, I don't always do when I can't figure it out. I just look it up online and then I do it. But that's just <laughs> something that I got rid of. Because I thought when growing up, I need to all manage it myself. And if I don't, then I can't play the game. But now I'm like, I can play the fucking game whatever way I freaking want. And if that's Mm -hmm. me getting some help, that's not me being flawed and being a failure. It's just, well, that one I didn't get. But the next one I do get. So and solving that stuff, it gives you some sort of boost where like, yeah, I did it. It does. It's like, hey, you, you're you awesome. Like, mm-hmm. anytime that I get 100% achievements in a game, I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, I think that that's why I'm kind of an achievement hunter, because it's like the video game going, you're doing so well for spending all this time playing me. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, thanks. Like, it is that boost. It's like a, a dopamine hit that you're just like, yeah. oh, God. And then it makes you want to play more. And I mean, maybe that's why addiction to video games does happen, because it's a healthier way to get your highs <laughs> yeah I don't know. but it definitely happens and i don't think it's it's always a bad thing especially if you are going through a hard time is it easy for you to get highs in your life hmm i mean i'm pretty easy to please so probably but when like, you go through a regular day would you say you have regular highs during the day probably um I mean, I, I'm a big hugger and I always get a lot of warm fuzzies when I just spend like five minutes hugging Tom in the kitchen because that does happen all the time. It just like, there's just, I don't, I don't know. It's just a thing that I really like to do. Just hug a Is lot. Your love and language that, physical? Uh, um, No, I don't think so. I actually think it's uh, words of affirmation. Interesting. Um, yeah. So it's funny, actually, I need to do the love languages quiz for a client today. Um, and it's changed like the last two times that I've done it. I've gotten a different result for the top. Really? Yeah. So I'll, I'll do it again today and uh, see what it is. But yeah, that's fun. I'm going to look at what it is because my last client I had to do it for, we had to do like a load of personality tests <laughs> and um, that was one of them. So we actually have them in a, like a document with all our other personality nice. information. Just because he wants to know how, what the best way to get to know you is. Mm-hmm. So apparently the things that make my day, just in case you're wondering, are cat videos. So that's where I was in my life when I filled this out. Um, <laughs> no, my love languages are actually acts of service. Uh-huh. Is my number one, followed by quality time, words of affirmation, and then physical touch. Interesting. Yeah, but definitely the first time I took the test, words of affirmation was at the top. Interesting. I yeah. need to make the test again when you all say that it changes for you. Because I feel uh, mine is very... Me. I can't... Yeah, maybe it changes, but also... I I don't feel that mine can't be any different now. I feel the one where I did it initially is very, very spot on. Because... What is yours? Hang on. My... So you get points for it, right? So my top one is active service with 12. Then is 8 with quality time. Then four physical touch, four receiving gifts, and two words of affirmation. <laughs> so words of affirmation do shit for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we, you need to yell at you in order to get anything done. That is done. true. <laughs> even, you need to even yell praise at Monica. 
That was pretty hilarious. That just makes me laugh. That's why I can accept it better than when you actually praise me normally. <laughs> yeah. No, that's funny that you've got one up at 12, though. My highest one is 10. Okay. And then my receiving gifts is at a zero. Really? Yeah. So that's actually why I, I'm going to take it again instead of just using the same results for uh, this other client just to see what happens. That is true. That is interesting that receiving gifts is zero. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's weird, but true. But yeah, maybe then that's, that's why. What is your What is your top now? Acts of service, you said. Acts of service, yeah. Hmm. I'm wondering if geeky stuff plays into the acts of service there somehow. Hmm. Kind of. Doesn't. I mean, if somebody helps me with a game, I certainly appreciate it. No, I mean more is something that ga a game does in itself something that satisfies your acts of service love language hmm yeah maybe i mean the game doesn't clean my kitchen no quality but time tom it could be though could be tom cleaned my kitchen yesterday well our kitchen see that's great i know we actually had a very productive weekend but that's not on topic <laughs> i did i do get warm and fuzzy inside when i see that something is done that i didn't expect to be done even when mm. it's just an empty dishwasher. Yeah, that's one of my least favorite jobs is emptying the dishwasher. Yeah, so I also am very aware that it's one of the easiest jobs, but it's one of my least favorite things. But you like cooking or at least you do cook. So I think that's a great deal. Yeah. I would empty out all the dishwashers if someone would cook for me instead. Oh man, if I never had to do another dish in my life, I would cook for the world. Really? Yeah. Can you move in next to us and then you just bring me food all the time? That would be my that would be my ideal to be honest. Someone that brings me food regularly. Yeah, but it would be gluten-free and vegan. I don't care. I like okay. your food. Cool. It's great food. You make really good food as long as I don't have to cook it. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to clean up after me and let me tell you that can be a disaster. Well, it can't be worse than what I do. <laughs> so uh, do you think that like cooking is a geeky thing? I think it's, I guess it's about the passion because what we said is our definition of geeky is something that we have a high passion for. That's and, true. And you do have a strong, strong passion for cooking. Yeah. Because sometimes I feel like a pretty big geek in the kitchen. Yeah. Just because I get really excited about cookbooks and creating and sharing and. <sighs> I I get a lot of pleasure out of it. That is great. Though I started to not hate cooking as much, so I need to get on a better page with cooking. Um, that was one of my goals. I still have a hard time hearing what you say, though. I'm <laughs> 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 like, what the fuck is she even saying? I aim for neutral ground right now, at least. And I can build from there. Maybe cooking and me will love each other eventually. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. I think... I think there's a potential for everyone. Yeah. And I know yeah. that's just me and my resisting nature. That's like stuff that I have to do. I hate. <laughs> Tell me about it. So that's the problem. Tell me about it. Sorry. I'm just like, wow. Yeah, I really, if somebody tells me to do something, I'm like, you do it. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it happens with the simplest things in life sometimes. Yeah. And I'm like, 
why the fuck, man? Why the fuck do I have an issue again? But I just have one. But that's also something I need to accept because that, as we as I established with my therapist, is just part of my character and will never go away. So instead of fighting my resistance, I need to say, hi, resistance. Hmm. And you know where I get the biggest, like, if somebody tells me to do something and it's it's like, it's the stupidest thing. If I'm lying in bed, like in the morning or something, and somebody comes down and tells me to get out of bed, I that like it, I don't know why, <laughs> but I will dig my heels. Literally, I'll be like, nope, and like I will stay in bed for three more hours just to spite somebody who told me to get out of bed. And I don't know why because I don't particularly want to be in bed, but it's just because somebody felt the desire to tell me to get out of bed, and I'm like. I'll get out of bed when I fucking will, please. Yes. Bastards. Yes. And I, it's like such a stupid thing. I'm like, oh. My resistance is also with the stupidest things. Stupidest things every day in my life. Every day. I'm getting, I don't know. Somebody calls me. I'm like, fuck you, asshole. How dare you call me? I'm definitely <laughs> going to pick up that phone. So it's just shit like this. And I know it. I know it's stupid. And I feel like a five-year-old. When it's happening yes. <laughs> and I stand next to myself and I'm like looking at my five-year-old self at the moment and be like, good job. Well done again. <laughs> yeah, you're doing great. Like, this like, is totally <laughs> what 30-something-year-old women are supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. But that's just something that's part of my characteristics and that's part of my character. And I, so, and I need to then sit with it and breathe and be like, is this a relevant resistance now or is that autopilot and 90% of the time it's autopilot and if it's not then what is behind it hmm. hashtag real talk with Monica hashtag real talk real talk <laughs> wow but I think geeky things bring us a lot a lot it helps your processing it helps my ignoring life sometimes and it gives us good feelings as well Feeling yeah, there's accomplishment. Yeah, there's so much with so many reasons to play video games, and I I really do think that the reasons are endless. Mm. And yeah, more video games, more open mental health talks. Yeah, more. Yeah, just less more. less shame though. Less mm. shame if you use things like that to process your life, because I think that's also something that's very prevalent in society still that there's something wrong when you do it and then you try to hide and then not do it as much and blah 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 instead there's of just... no shame in playing video games and there's no shame in mental health problems yes yeah we just need to talk about it more and play more games unless you're really addicted then get help probably play games yeah yeah so that's, we... that's the episode we've got <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So, yeah, I'll definitely be playing some Elder Scrolls Online tonight. <laughs> Good job. As a form of enjoyment and not having to think, because I, I probably won't think. It's good when you can select when it's happening. Yeah. I see that as a big benefit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, next week we've got some Geek Girl in the News coming up for you. So, yeah, tune in then for a really awesome episode that is probably going to be a lot happier than this one. Even though this one was really interesting conversation for me. Yeah, same. So share with us what kind of person you are. Are you processing or are you hiding with your geekdom? Yeah. And also, are you an internal monologue or uh, whatever's going on in my headlog? 
<laughs> Whatever is going on in my head, a log. <laughs> I think that's what it should be called instead. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> cool. See you next cool. week. See you then. Bye. Bye. If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.